1: And welcome to Faith with Father. I'm Tim Perry, your host, and with me in studio today is Father Joe Lobbock from Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth. Welcome, Father.
2: Thanks, Tim. Always good to be here. Yeah,
1: it's always great to see you. We're going to continue our discussion about the creed and about uh, who God is and the nature of God. And there's been a lot of discussion today about creation and science. So the first question is, did God create the world?
2: Yes, that's what we believe. That's what we say. We believe in God, the Father, creator of heaven and earth, of all things. God created everything. And that in no way takes anything away from science. And what we've learned by the study of the universe, of the earth, it only completes it. It makes it uh, as it should be in the in terms of understanding god created it doesn't so many people today this always this always drives me crazy how supposedly scientific people with all kinds of education actually believe that all of this happened the human body the nature the you know the universe animals plants everything with all its precision and all its order as and this is something pope john paul ii pointed out several years ago this didn't ha- it, it cannot happen by accident you know big bang or no big bang the big bang doesn't take anything away that theory takes nothing away from god still as the creator mm-hmm. science the one of the basic premises of science is to find out what caused something You have to have a cause. You can't, you don't get uh, order out of chaos. It just, it doesn't just happen. There has to be someone behind it. And that's what we've always believed. That's what the book of Genesis reveals to us, that God created the heavens and the earth. And it tells us so much about that in the sense that we read that, we see and we understand that it says, goes through the each day of creation. And God saw that it was good. Every time, at the end of every day, he saw that it was good. So everything God creates is good, always. And it's for us, because he loves us so much.
1: Mm -hmm. So if somebody says that they don't believe in God, creation would probably be a pretty good place to start as far as the proof that God exists. I would
2: think. I mean, how do you explain the order in the universe if there's nobody... Like I said, I mean, I think a basic, basic knowledge would tell you that you can't, you can't, if a little kid took a box of Legos and just threw them in the air, <laughs> nothing's going to happen. Right. It's only when he takes them and puts them together and builds something because there's a mind behind it, directing it. Like I said, you don't get order out of chaos all by itself it just doesn't it doesn't just happen that's why i don't understand how people can so clearly kind of dismiss god or as from what they you know creative design or whatever they want to call it today but you can't you you can't go anywhere without that basic premise that someone had to do this
1: Right. I mean, it doesn't make any sense otherwise, because then my question is, if God doesn't exist, then how are you and I here, and how's the earth go yeah. around the sun, and, and all the, the things that yeah. are in a, a, a complex and yet a perfect order, how does that all happen? If if it isn't God, yeah. how does it happen?
2: I know, and that's what they say. I've heard it. It just happened. That's just the way it happened. It just happened. And which makes but, no sense at all. I mean, that is, thats that's that doesn't make any that's like asking a little kid and they keep saying why why uh, why you know kid little kids will ask that just that one word why and you can't just say because that
1: doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't explain that, too that doesn't much doesn't explain anything okay so can someone accept the theory of evolution and still believe in God the Creator
2: of course yes the church is always allowed. first thing you have to clarify your terms because what people think about evolution it is a theory, and that's what Darwin put forth a theory of evolution he it's not written in stone, it's not a fact, it is a theory because all the proof is not there there's still a, my understanding there's still the missing link to to say that but to 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 say that things evolve we're always evolving. You know, we're always growing, we're always changing, whether it's human beings or animals or plants or whatever it is, we are. That's part of God's plan that we evolve, you know, maybe not necessarily from a lower form of life to a higher form of life. I don't know about all that stuff, but we are evolving as human beings. As, as creation, it, it, it evolves, it's, it's going somewhere. They say the universe is constantly expanding, and so we're always growing. But we're growing the, 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 as far as God is concerned from what has been revealed, we're growing and changing to become more like him and grow closer to him. That is our true evolution, mm-hmm. It's becoming more like Jesus Christ.
1: So as far as mankind being created, can we believe that we evolved from, say, an amoeba, or do we have to believe, like what Genesis says, where God created Adam and Eve?
2: Well, I don't know if we, you know, we have to believe. It's It's there, and, you know, science is making it more believable, the whole Genesis story. You know, they say, you know, Uh, I've, I've read of studies, I know of studies that, that have been done in recent years where, uh, they collected the placentas of women all across the world. Every, from every, every area of the world. And by doing the DNA, which is a relatively recent thing, it's been determined that everyone is related. The farthest out they got was a 52nd cousin. But we're all related. So what does that say about Adam and Eve, you know? Did we come from those two people?
1: It seems like it based on the evidence.
2: Right. It's very, very believable.
1: So is the world a product of chance?
2: Absolutely not. It can't be. It's the product of God. That's That's who made the universe and made the world is God. And he made it for a reason. He made it because he loves us. And he wants us to have all these things. He said to Adam and Eve, go and multiply, subdue the earth, you know, that he put all these things under the care of human beings. And we're responsible for it. So it's, you know, all the things that people say about the environment and taking care of our resources and, and doing those things are very important things that we take care of what God has entrusted to us because it's not just about us who are living right now. It's also about our children, our grandchildren, whoever comes after us. So we have a responsibility to, to pass on a better world a, a world that is is more helpful to them and beneficial to them and the, the resources, not to use them all up or pollute them or all those things. Now, some people can become truly fanatical about it, which is not a good thing either because they can go overboard and mm-hmm. end up hurting people as well in the process.
1: Okay. So God created the world, and then he rested. Let's discuss for a moment what it means for God to have rested on the seventh day.
2: Okay, rested on the seventh. Okay, those 6 days of creation again are we don't understand what is a day to God. God doesn't have 24 hours in a day. God's day could be a billion years long. You know, and that's where science says that the world is is billions and billions of years old and that's all very possible, but we the the writer of Genesis, who was inspired by God, has to tell the story in a way that he understood and that other people would understand. He didn't know about any of that stuff then, but it's very uh, it's it's a very easy thing to to understand. And there's been a lot of of research into it. Uh, I think uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, there was a movie I saw a couple years ago. Uh, called the I think it was called the Genesis Code and it was about this college kids and this one kid and his some of his friends where they were studying uh, they were physicists and they put forth this whole idea of how creation and science are not incompatible simply by looking at it for for the perspective that a day to God Is is even the scriptures tell us a day in your presence is like a thousand elsewhere, or one day or thousand days like one day? So the point is, God has no time; He's not on a clock. He work. They say He worked for six days because that's something we understand. When He rested, God wasn't tired (laughs) because He had a rest. What God is talking about is a day, uh, uh, that sacred time in which we rest in him not that we're necessarily free from labor although that's part of it but more importantly that we enter in to a presence with god that's why we worship on sunday that's why the jews worshiped on the sabbath the word sabbath simply means to rest and so they had it on the seventh day as as through the scriptures we as Christians, changed it to Sunday, the first day of the week, because that's the day that Jesus rose from the dead. But the idea of resting is means we go and be with God. That's why we go to church, receive the Eucharist, or with our families, our brothers and sisters, so that we can enter into a relationship, a deeper presence of God, and we rest in him. Our hearts can rest in God. That's what it's all about. It's, a, it's a, an intimate time. It's not just being busy and like any other time. We need time away from all that stuff.
1: And Genesis was written thousands of years ago. Right. So it was like God was setting the stage for his people to get the idea that I want you to honor a special day, okay. not just for right. me. Yes, for me. But I also want you to rest. In other words, it's kind of setting the example for us. Exactly. That what we
2: do when we enter into that rest, that resting in the Lord is more important than all the work we do. Even the work of, of getting closer to God. Because, you know, we can't do anything to, to earn salvation. It's given to us by God. But it's something that we can enter into even here and now.
1: And it's almost a foretaste of what we can experience once we uh, get to heaven.
2: That's what the Mass is, a foretaste of heaven. It's a preview, a little trailer of what heaven is like.
1: I love the Mass, don't you, Father? Yes,
2: very much so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's great. Thank you, Father, for sharing those thoughts with us. You've been listening to Father Joseph Lobbock, the pastor at Sacred Heart of Jesus Catholic Church in Wadsworth. And this has been Tim Perry as we go through the UCAT on Faith with Father at Living Bread Radio here in Canton, Ohio, reminding you that when God comes into your life, pay attention and let God know that you love him. Go to Mass on Sunday. Until next time, may God bless you. Bye now.
0: This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio.